Good morning everybody, it is Thursday 6th of May and not too much going on in our market today. Down 20, that comes on the back of Wall Street which was up 97, our futures up 5 and against a market yesterday that was up 28 points but just flopping away today as the banks don't hold up but the resources do the iron ore price over $190 again up 1.61% overnight the BHP share price was up 3.5% in the US Rio 3.7 and they're up 2.2 and 1.5% today so a good day for resources not such a great day for the banks today most of them are down we've had the NAB results they were a little bit better than expected but the share price is down 2.3% you might remember ANZ going down 3% yesterday on the back of their results. It seems it's been a little bit better to travel than arrive. All the banks took off on the Westpac results on Monday. So just losing their froth. Anyway, NAB down 2.4%. The dividend was 60 cents. They were paying before the pandemic, they were paying 83 cents. So this is a 70 odd percent or paying 70% of pre-pandemic dividends. And that compares to Westpac, which was paying about 61% of pre-pandemic dividends, and ANZ, who were up to 87.5%. So all the banks have got a little bit more normalization to go, not quite back to pre-pandemic levels. Just on the market today, also the tech sector taking a bit of a beating. Afterpay down 5.6%. Lots of fuss about this shorting article that was in the AFR yesterday. Convertible bondholders, people who paid for the convertible bonds, which was effectively a call option over Afterpay shares with a strike price, price somewhere like 35% above the current share price in a few years' time. People who bought those options, effectively options, have by all accounts hedged those options by shorting stock in the market and this has created headlines and worry and the share price is falling. Henry explains delta hedging of positions like that in his Henry's take section today. What I would tell you is that the shorting, if there has been shorting, well there has been the shorting is part of the convertible bond issue. It is not people shorting because there's something wrong with the company. Very different things. It's a hedging of the convertible issue, not a selling of afterpay because they think the share price is going down. So there may be a bit of an overreaction there. Either way, share price chart doesn't look too good. But tech generally on the nose today with the Nasdaq down when the Dow Jones was up. Meanwhile, we're very close to an all-time high. I was being rung by the ABC for commentary on hitting an all-time high, but we haven't actually got there. The all-time high was 7197. As I speak, we're 7073, so we're 120 points away. So the media will make a fuss at some point, but not today by the looks of it. U.S. results season continues. We've got U.S. jobs numbers on Friday night. We've got Macquarie results tomorrow, which we hope will be good if the U.S. results season is anything to go by. Rio got their AGM in the U.K. this afternoon, I believe. You'll see some good updates from Eclipse. 
Star Entertainment and Southern Cross Media up 8.1, 5 and 8.6% today on those announcements, some of which are coming from this Macquarie 23rd Australian conference, which continues. Right, I've had, moving on a little bit, I've had a few emails about an article on the Livewire website from an academic suggesting that the PE on the stock market is 80 times doomsday stuff. You can link to that article in the strategy piece today, but all I would tell you is it is an academic piece and you need not worry about the market falling over until the market falls over. Doom and gloom merchants, the likes of Nuriel Rubini and Mark Faber, the perpetual doomsday merchants only have value if they can tell you when these things are going to happen. And the idea that the Australian earnings numbers are lower than expected or the PE is much higher than you think is fine from an academic point of view, but unless the author can tell us when to sell, it's pretty useless stuff. So let's not predict, let's react, just wait for the market to fall over if it's going to. I will make this point. When the market falls over, you won't have to go looking for reasons to sell it. The commentators, brokers, media analysts will arc up with a thousand reasons why the market is falling when it starts to fall all reasons they could probably quote right now but it's almost irrelevant unless the market is actually falling the market can delude itself for years so don't listen too hard to chicken little articles about the market being a disaster waiting to happen until it happens you should ignore it chickens don't make money of course when it happens these doomsday merchants will arc up and claim the credit and I say I told you so but you didn't tell me when so let's not take it too seriously for now you might notice the comments on the end of the article as well where Rudy from FN Arena goes to war with the author nothing quite like an online stoush to keep us amused right I've uh, been a bit bereft of things to write about so I have written about a few of yesterday's stories QBE had their AGM yesterday price popped up premiums are going up premiums written are going up chart suddenly looks good not a stock that has served people well long term accident prone pretty dull sort of business but can have its moments especially when interest rates in the US go up because they have a lot of US bond holdings and higher interest rates are as good as a profit upgrade to QBE I just don't find it a very exciting stock Amcor as well had good quarterly numbers yesterday not really a hot stock but numbers okay return on equity 24% PE 16 yield 4% they raised their earnings guidance yesterday but if you look at that stock over a longer period pretty sideways stuff it's not exactly a growth stock and Nearmap an interesting stock today because it popped 14% on a profit upgrade yesterday got suspended I've got a US company taking legal action and the share price has fallen 15% today it's what they call a bull trap good announcement everybody buys it bad announcement this is a stock that a short seller is trying to hurt the stock and get the share price down in their own interest they wrote some research recently talking about the litigation threat 
one broker, the, the company have said this morning that they don't really, or the area of dispute is only 5% of their annual contract value, effectively their sales. So it shouldn't really matter. But a broker's written a piece of research today saying it might affect the rest of their business. And Eagle View have got a history of getting more money out of legal action than expected. So it's it's hard to get enthusi- or to be enthusiastic about a company that doesn't make a profit that is being attacked by a short seller. There are more comfortable, safe places to invest anyway, near Matt. And finally, lithium. You might have noticed the Tesla Energy Division head talking yesterday saying, the Australian lithium industry is in a prime position to make big gains from supplying an industry, a battery industry that could be worth $400 billion by 2030. Anyway, have a look at some of the charts in the strategy piece. Galaxy Resources, Oracobre, Neo Metals all flying along at the moment. Right, finally, to amuse you, I wrote an article today called Looking for Small Caps. Sorry, Looking for Small Cap Ideas. And this was kicked off because we were looking at RUL yesterday, which is a mining services company with a software offering. Numbers aren't flashed. The company's been turning over 70 to 80 million a year for years, but not making a profit. So I'm not sure what's changed, except that it is trending up. And we had a look at the shareholders, biggest shareholders, to find that there are some people buying the stock, most notably Climb, who are now their biggest shareholder, bought about 5 million shares in March. But we noticed on their forager funds management, which had a very good year last year, a terrible year the year before, and they are a small cap stock picker. They have been selling RPM Global or RUL. So we went to look at what forager funds management hold. And you'll see all this in the article in the newsletter today. And it's just interesting that you go from one idea, which is RUL, to looking at forager, and then looking at what forager's holding, and then you start getting ideas. And they have been selling a lot of stocks. Maybe they've needed to raise the money or something, but they've been selling a lot of stocks except one stock. They've been buying iSelect, ISU. So then we looked at the iSelect chart. Oh, we're going to creep up a little bit. And so we go and have a look at the top 20 shareholders of iSelect and find that in there, apart from Forager buying, Thorny's buying, Thorny International's buying, Thorny Technologies is buying, Thorny Opportunities, these are listed investment companies, are buying. And Thorny, of course, is run by a fund manager that Henry likes and respects. He holds the LICs in his small cap portfolio. So we went to have a look at what Thorny is holding. Now we start seeing all these small cap stock picks that this very smart fund manager has been buying. And then we start looking at the charts and one of them CXL, another one's DUB. Have a look at the charts in the strategy piece. Anyway, you can see, suddenly realized all this might interest you because this is something we do quite regularly. But you can suddenly see that if you've got a Reuters or Bloomberg terminal, you can chase around what every other fund manager is doing. And if you're ever short of an idea, 
there are hundreds out there from watching what other fund managers are doing. So whilst I was there, I also popped out in the article today, the top shareholders in Afterpay, where you can see what they've been doing. Basically, they've all been buying except for the management, Matthew Eisen, Nick Molnar, both of whom have been selling. And so I popped out Zip as well. And everyone's buying except for management, who again has been selling. And one, one of their biggest fund managers has also been doing some selling. Otherwise, everyone else is buying. All interesting stuff. Have a look at the article. The other or the problem for you guys, of course, is that you don't have Bloomberg or Reuters unless you've got 15 grand per annum to spend on a subscription. But you can chase around what fund managers are doing on their websites. You can sign up to regular emails on most fund managers' websites. So find a fund manager you like. And for, as an example, I've put in the March update for Wilson Asset Management on all their funds. Want to know what Wilson's micro cap fund is holding? Well, the top 20 are, are there on their website for you to see. Anyway, lots of fun to be had chasing around what fund managers are doing what and plenty of ideas to be had. And that was just an example of the breadcrumbs trail that you can follow through Bloomberg or Reuters, which just might be of interest to you. I don't know what purpose it serves, but might be of interest. Right, that's about it. Another quiet day, down 30 as I leave you. The US results season's still on. The Dow futures are up 52 and rising as I speak. I think there's a Guy DeBell speech going on today. Otherwise, not too much to go on. Resources up, banks flat, technology being sold off. That's about it for today. You have a fabulous day. Don't forget the weekly sector charts section tomorrow. Also, Henry's doing an Ask the Analyst. And that's about that. Speak to you soon. (laughs) 